Welcome to Ghostly. Is the Beauregard Kai's house haunted? Ghostly is a podcast that comes out every other week. In each episode, we take a ghost story or paranormal event and look into its complete history. Rebecca then gives us evidence proving that the story is real, and my job is to debate those pieces of evidence and get you, the listener, prepared to vote on if it's real or not. If you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button. And as always, we're your host. I'm Pat, and that's Rebecca. Yes. Yes. And we've been <laughs> off for a little bit. We have. We're very yeah. sorry that uh, we haven't released an episode in a little bit. Um, unfortunately, I lost a very close family member. Not totally unexpected, but definitely more suddenly than I thought. Um, I mean, I think anytime, even if you prepare for it, it's always going to be unexpected, right? True. But yeah. this, you know, yeah. Um, so it was, it's, it's been a year <laughs> for me um, and definitely uh, kind of a lot this last month, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling better a little bit and uh, I'm very excited to get back into ghostly and record and hopefully fingers crossed, not good wood, <laughs> all of the things uh, we will be good to we'll keep be smooth going. sailing for a little bit because <laughs> we have some super exciting things coming up. We do definitely. Uh, so I always love doing these New Orleans episodes, and uh, you did pronounce that um, Beauregard Kai, right? Or Kai's? I think I did. I, you know what? I, but yes, that's what it should be. Beauregard Kai's yeah. house. And a lot of people would would say keys, right? Right. But it is not because um, the actual person's last name would have been Kai's. Yes. Like Cobra Kai. Like Cobra Kai, right. Like you said to me, yeah. That's how I, re- I read that Love somewhere. That show. <laughs> but okay, let's face it. New Orleans is one of the spookiest places on earth. Definitely. I mean, I'm just going to say, even though I am uh, obvious skeptic, uh, it is very spooky. Uh, I've walked by this house several times. Okay. Um, but I had no idea of its history. No idea. You're, you didn't see ghosts? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, I went on a French Quarter walking tour once, and they only briefly mentioned this building. But it's um, hard to distinguish between fact and legend when it comes to New Orleans. Um, you see, um, Francis Parkinson Kais wrote some books about the house that were mostly fiction. <laughs> no. But based upon people. Kind of like, like the Da Vinci Code kind oh, of thing. Oh, right. Okay. What is that called? Um, I don't historic fiction. Well, historical or fiction. That's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but people took this as history. Oh, I see. So it's really it it gets really confusing and really difficult to be able to distinguish what is real and what isn't. So you're gonna do your best to lead us through that. Today. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is the part where we do shout outs. There are two ways to get shout outs on an episode. The first way is to give us a review on Apple Podcast. You know, we always prefer those five star reviews. I know, especially Rebecca, she loves those. Um, <laughs> I do. And then the second way is to become a uh, member on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, we love that as well. And um, we always could use more Patreons. Absolutely. Um, so and we more did, reviews. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we did get um, two different reviews this time on Apple Podcast. Uh, I'm going to read the first one if you want to read the second. Sure. All right. So the first one, uh, let's make Pat happy. <laughs> it's by you know who it is. <laughs> um, okay. 
This person says, original listener, found a preview on PodCoin and started day one. This is a great podcast. I have yet to find an episode that isn't interesting. The debates are fun, and it's great listening to Rebecca sometimes convince Pat. <laughs> like you always do. I was going to say, I don't know that I've ever convinced you, but sure. Yeah. The extras <laughs> they provide for Patreon supporters are great, too. Great job, guys. Yay. Yay. <laughs> All right. So I am going to read our next one. And this is from uh, someone called Faye. Yeah. And um, this uh, says, uh, very good. As a little right. summary there. Uh, I found out about this podcast when I first got this phone. Oh, nice. I listen to this podcast almost every day. I love this podcast a lot. I always listen to it when I draw, color, and go walking. I recommend this podcast to anyone who likes paranormal things. Thank Ooh. you so much. And I love the artistic connection um, that you you know listen to us while you're like drawing and painting. Absolutely. I'd love to... I'd love to um, see what you draw while yeah. listening <laughs> do you do you draw <laughs> us mostly right that I mean, would be interesting wouldn't that it would be really interesting we we've had one person do a um fan picture of us yeah that before. was really that was very cool it was very surprising but um i think she did it because um she wanted to use it in school Yes. Yeah, she didn't actually do it because she was like a longtime listener of ours or anything like that. Yeah, no, it, that was cool, though. It looked yeah, great. It was it a lot did. of fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like cartoonish. Right. Cartoon Pat and cartoon Rebecca. Yes. That's the way it should be. It should be. I wish we were cartoons. I know. That would be fun. Yeah. But anyway, so if you if you like, you know, we'd, we'd love it. Um, Or the logo, do a version of the logo yeah. or something. Oh, That'd man. be very cool. Yeah. Um, or, or if you have kids that want to do some yes. kind of logo thing, that would be awesome, that too. That would be cool. Or something about one of the episodes. Yes, anything. Anything, anything at all. We would love to um, share it on our socials as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we also have a new Patreon. Oh, yeah? We do. We do from um, the... Uh, you, I think I think when we were, were writing things up, this person hadn't, okay. hadn't yeah, come yes, in yet. Yes. Um, so Emily... Emily, yeah. Yes. Or M. Or, oh, okay. Goes by M sometimes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So thank you. Well, thank you, so you much. Emily. We really appreciate it. <laughs> that was in my mind. I was like, I'm pretty sure someone did join. I thought of that, but I didn't I like I was like, no, I'm probably wrong. Yeah. No. Yeah. Nope. So we thank you for for that. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So now it's time for a listener mail. All right. All right. So we also love listener mail and we'll we tell do. you how we to do. share it with us uh once uh once I once I read this. Yeah, one, absolutely. This All right. It says uh, hey guys, I'm a. I love it when it starts with that too. Uh, right? Hey guys, you know, I'm a huge fan of the pod. Ooh. Nice. Uh, my name is Tyler, and I do have an experience I wanted to share. I'm from Honolulu, Hawaii. Oh wait, I know where this is going. Did you find like a little necklace pendant thing um, that gave you bad luck and made like spiders come out and stuff when you were on vacation with your family? Is this a movie plot that I'm not remembering? No. no. It's the Brady Bunch. Oh. Remember that when they went to Hawaii? No. I'm sorry. Rebecca, come I was on. not a big Brady Bunch. Well, watcher. go back and now you have to watch it. Okay. They sorry. all had bad luck. Okay. So they I'm almost sure, died. I'm sure that a lot of people out there got that joke. Yeah, I'm sure they did. 
I'm only going for one person, okay? <laughs> one person's going to hear that and laugh, and I am happy about that. That right. is That goal has been achieved. Okay, all right. Sorry, Tyler. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I actually would love to do an episode um, based in Hawaii because there's so much interesting stuff. Yeah, but there. I feel like we need to go there in order to do that. So if sure. you'd like to sponsor us if to go to like Hawaii, to jo- yeah. <laughs> join that Patreon. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe after uh, 10,000 people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. I'm from Honolulu, Hawaii, born and raised, and I was living out of out in this little community that was built on a military base. Oh. Beautiful area, but I've heard stories of this place being haunted. Mm-hmm. Well, one night I had just gotten into my room and realized I forgot something downstairs in the living room. So I go downstairs to grab it. I flipped the light on, grabbed what I needed to grab, and flipped the light off. Okay. As I was walking away, the light flipped back on Ooh. by itself. Not just here's the thing, not just the light, Uh but the actual switch itself had flipped on Mm. and it was flipped pretty aggressively. Wow. Now, this is what I like. Thank you for being specific, because a lot of times people will be like, oh, the light went on. And you and you do have to wonder then, like, okay, is there just like a short or like something? That's that's where I would go first. Right. But if it's like the switch actually physically moved. Yeah. That's different. Then it's a microclimate. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let me. Okay. Initially, I froze up for sure, but ended uh-huh. up sprinting up the stairs second la- seconds later. Smart. Uh, that's me <laughs> saying that's smart. Now, while I am a believer in the supernatural, I also try to debunk things and find rational solutions instead. Good. Mainly because I get freaked out. <laughs> Good. Even if you are a believer, I, I love that idea that you try to find some a- solution. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. So I get freaked out easily, LOL, but I tried to rationalize this and just couldn't. Mm-hmm. The light switch isn't your normal light switch. Okay. It literally has two settings, either up and on or down and off. So there wasn't a possibility that it got stuck in the middle and I just Mm. hadn't turned it off all the way. I was thinking maybe electrical, but being that it was the light switch itself, to me, that ruled that out as well. I have heard stories that the entire place was haunted, but I was only told this after this incident. Mm. So it definitely wasn't on my mind prior to this happening. It was definitely weird, but I just thought I'd share this with you guys. Sorry it took so long. LOL. Take care, guys. And thank you for all your content and always giving me something to listen to while I work. Well, thank you so much, Tyler. We really appreciate it. If you want to be like Tyler and be cool like that, um, you can send us stories uh, through email. Mm -hmm. You can email us at info at ghostlypodcast.com or use the contact us form on ghostlypodcast.com. Uh, or there's another way that is actually our favorite way. And you're not going to remember this. So when you get a chance, go to ghostlypodcast.com, <laughs> scroll to the bottom. You'll see the address where you can actually mail us something in the physical mail. I, like, I don't know how to explain that any other way because like people Snail are like, mail. people are like, yeah, so email you. It's like, yeah, yeah, but there's another way you can actually, <laughs> like a mailman can bring us this, which mail doesn't carrier. happen. Yeah, a male carrier, um, a male person (laughs) Um, could actually deliver this to us, which wouldn't happen because it goes to a P.O. box. It goes to P.O. box number 264 in Geneva, Illinois, 60134. Geneva was voted one of the top 10 Christmas towns (laughs) in all of the world. I don't know that that's true, but but you like to... 
to share yeah, that Yeah, I fact. do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, well, it's your favorite time next. It's the time where I win and you we don't do anything else? Well, I don't know if you win yet. I haven't looked at the results, but we're going to find out. Oh, I don't want to find out. Yeah, it's time for the polls. So in our last episode, we talked about the Jerome Grand Hotel. Yeah, we did. We did. And that was the place that I've been before. Yeah. So with the beeping, with the beeping, yeah, and people please acknowledge, acknowledge the, the beeping. beeping, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, right. um, so now, uh, do you have the results for this one, or, or are they? Do I have the right ones? You have the right ones. Oh, yeah. okay, uh, okay. Why you just don't believe it? Well, I mean, I'm just, I'm just looking. I, it seems a little faulty to me because I'm sorry that place is haunted. Oh wait! Oh, so they said it wasn't haunted. All right, we have yes forty six point two, Rebecca, and no fifty three point eight. Oh man, I feel like there's been votes since you updated this. That's why um, I was there asking. has there has been votes, but we count them only till a certain day. We don't count them if you know you want to keep going forever and ever. All uh, right, all right, all right. So for some reason, even though I had a lot of evidence and I was there myself and felt really creepy while I was there and people have seen stuff. No, it's okay. So I, I understand. Hey, whatever listeners say is what it is. And they slightly went no. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it, I mean, I, I would say it's pretty much tied because it's close. There, there were votes that came in after the cutoff of the votes because mm-hmm. we leave it up on ghostly podcast until we release the next episode. Yeah. It's just sometimes impossible for us to get that information. So we have to have some kind of cutoff point and um, it's about tied. I'd say. Okay. Now what was our rating? The overall rating was 4.73. So right oh. there, kind of in the middle, yeah. you know, yeah, wasn't yeah. just slightly on the no uh, side. Yeah. I mean it, it's not our best we've ever done. It's not our worst. So I, I mean, is there best and worst in this? Well, I mean, for you, wouldn't there be like haunted and not haunted? I mean, yeah. So it's, it's so the not overall best, review but for you, though. So the ov- overall review is between one and ten, one being not haunted at all, ten being the most haunted place ever. Four point seven three is right there in the middle. Yeah, no, it's pretty um, close. It's so, hard yeah. to get too high one way or the other. Yep. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for a ghost story? I am always ready for a ghost story, Rebecca. <laughs> So I got a new job the other day. I work for a landscaping company in New Orleans. So I've seen my fair share of weird things. The people in the city are not known for their modest and quiet lifestyle, let's just say. And sometimes things happen you just can't explain. You put something down somewhere and then it gets moved somehow. But I usually just figure it's people being weird and doing something like moving a plant from one place to another for no reason. However, I have had coworkers claim that they have seen ghosts or other unexplainable phenomenon. This one new kid said he saw a woman in a red dress sitting in a chair, but when he tried to talk to her, she faded away. I mean, how do you believe that? But something happened at this new job the other day that is making me start to question these things. So 
I was working in the garden at the Beauregard Kai's house <laughs> and I saw, well, now I don't know for sure what it was. I can just tell you what it looked like. There was a woman in white walking through the courtyard and she disappeared into the ballroom. But it didn't look like a like a real woman. It was like I could almost see through her. I actually squinted to try and confirm what I was seeing because it was like a like a shimmer in the air. But as much as I wanted to dismiss it as a trick of the light, I can't. It was just this side of solid where it seemed like it was there. I told the head housekeeper and he just shook his head. Well, add it to the binder, he said. What binder, I asked. This one. We keep it to record any odd sightings like this by people working here. When I looked at it, there weren't a ton of entries, but there were some. And many of them claimed to have seen this woman in white. But none of them had seen her full body before. I don't know what brought that out today, and a part of me still just wants to dismiss it. But I'm not sure I can. All right, so how much of that is um, completely made up? (laughs) Well, there is a gardener that claims to have seen a woman in white. (laughs) (laughs) A woman in white walking through and going into the ballroom. You picked this episode just because there's a woman in white, didn't you? (laughs) That is a big part. That is a big plus, let's say that. Um, And there is a binder. There's a binder mm-hmm, of stories. Mm, okay. So those, some of those may come up. All right. Well, we are going to take a short break. And when we return, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the history. And it is more than I would have ever thought. Ooh, exciting. Yeah. We are excited to announce a new way you can support Ghostly. Joining us on Patreon. There are many reasons to become a patron. Not only are you helping Ghostly cover its own cost, but you can get Ghostly episodes early. You can get up to 25% off Ghostly gear. Get a shout out on the next episode. You can get a priority request for a new episode. Get more Rebecca's creepy bedtime stories. And the biggest news, you can get exclusive content with our new show called Ghostly X for the weeks that Ghostly does not have a new episode. As well as many more cool rewards that we can't wait to share with our patrons. So please, help us become the podcast that we've always wanted to be. You can sign up by going to ghostlypodcast.com and clicking on the Patreon link on the menu bar. The Pet Facts are sponsored by Tarot by Ta. 
Taz a professional tarot card reader with over 20 years of experience. He reads at numerous public events, private parties, and personal appointments through the, out to the greater Chicagoland area. He also does his readings worldwide using online services like Zoom. And my favorite part is that he's hashtag Team Skeptic, too. Uh, so to find out more about Ta, visit and like his Facebook page at facebook.com slash tarot by Ta. Uh, it is definitely, he he goes on so many um, trips to do these things and stuff. He He's always at an event, always. Yes, lots of, you can find him lots of places. Yeah, I, <laughs> he's the busiest guy in the world, I think. One of them, for sure. I don't know how he keeps that kind of schedule, because I I don't think that I could do it. I could not. Yeah. No. All right. So we are going to get into the Patbacks. Patbacks. (laughs) All right. So have you ever heard the song uh, that was made famous by the animals called The House of the Rising Sun? Yes. You know, there is a house in New Orleans that's called The Rising Sun. Yeah. All right. Well... That kind of sets the scene for the start of this history. That's interesting. It is interesting. Okay. Um, Back in the day, there were schools that would teach young girls how to make good wives. (laughs) Um, the The women that didn't find husbands were then taken to either convents or to become um. Something else at a brothel. Ladies of the night? Yeah, ladies of the night. Okay. So the first known lyrics for this old um, folk song, because I know now it's uh, it's been the ruin of many young men, oh, right? Mm-hmm. But the original, or mm-hmm. one of the first lyrics, uh, there is a house in New Orleans. It's called The Rising Sun. It's been the ruin of many poor girl. Great God and I for one. Ah, Okay. So that's where I'm getting this from. So there is a house that is supposed to be the Rising Sun um, brothel. Okay. But uh, many believe that this was just one of many locations. And it wasn't really, it's kind of just made up to be symbolic. Okay. It's representative. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, we're not talking about that house today. Okay. We are talking about another alternative, uh, the convent. Yeah. So in 1727, the governor of Rowan, uh, Normandy, sent a bunch of Ursuline nuns to New Orleans with the goal for them to run a hospital, educate young girls, and start a convent. Okay. At their height, they had three enormous structures in New Orleans. Uh, The Ursuline order is still around today, but in 1825... They had to sell off some of their land. Mm. So 1113 Charter Street was one of these locations. It's part of the French Quarter in New Orleans. The house that currently sits at this location was designed by Francis Corleos and built by James Lambert for an auctioneer named Joseph Le Carpenter. Ooh, your friend. <laughs> the Carpenter. <laughs> uh, it was unique for the area. It had elements of a Creole cottage, but also ele- elements of this Greek revival thing. It's very, very pretty. It is, yeah. Pictures, yeah. Although, if you've seen pictures back in the day, mm. wasn't as pretty. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, in 1833, the Council of Switzerland, John A. Merle, Became the owner with his wife, Anise, 
um, Philippon. Sounds good to me. <laughs> and they uh, added the adjoining garden. Oh, okay, okay. Yep. By 1865, the home was purchased by a local grocer named Dominique Lenat, uh, who rented it out until 1904. Their, their first tenants were the Beauregards. Ah. Yeah, so that's where we so, get the name. I was going to say, so the <laughs> name of the house didn't even come into play until like... Me- like at least 50 years, more than 50 years after. No, these the like the house was named after probably the two most famous or iconic um, people that rented from that. Right. But it does mean like it's interesting to think the house had a whole big history. Before oh, yeah, yeah. It even, did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so Pierre Gustave Tutin <laughs> Beauregard. Tutin. Tutin <laughs> Beauregard. Um, which, by the way, he didn't actually go by that, but I'm going to call him Pierre. Uh, he did not go by Pierre. He went by Gustava. Okay. Um, and he actually signed things as Gustava. I've seen his signature on things. Why are you choosing Pierre, then? Because I just, that's what I refer to. you could to call him as. Beauregard. Yeah. Uh, I can't because that's his wife, too. Ah. So, um, But he married his second wife, uh, Carolyn Desolander, in 1860, uh, which... 1860, anybody that's listened to Ghostly before, mm. we know that that's like a prominent date. In American history, yes. Yeah, what was that a date for, Rebecca? That would be the Civil War. Yeah, yeah, Civil War. And it's funny, because like for some reason growing up, like even though we learn these dates and whatever, it just like it didn't... Well, this wasn't like actually sinking right. It wasn't actually the start of the Civil War. It but was close to it. It was, yeah, it was... The, the Civil War was coming. Yeah. It was right around the corner. It was right. the preamble to there the Civil go. War. Yes. So, Pierre. Oh, Pierre. <laughs> he had a rather colorful background. He was a Confederate general officer who started the Civil War. Mm. <laughs> he oh, was great. one of them that did oh, it. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, so, he led the attack on Fort Sumner on April. April twelfth, uh, which were coming right up on the anniversary, yeah. uh, eighteen sixty one. Okay. So he was trained in military and civil engineering at West Point. Mm. So he definitely, you know. And then he turned around and was like, "We're leaving." <laughs> well, this it gets really confusing. Um, Beauregard served with distinction as an engineer officer in the Mexican American War. Okay. Uh, after his military career, Beauregard returned to Louisiana where he advocated black civil rights, including suffrage. Um, He served as a railroad executive and became wealthy as a promoter of the Louisiana lottery. So it was, okay, is this before the Civil War or after? No, after his military career. So after after that, he advocated for black rights. Interesting. All right. Maybe changed changed his heart. I don't know. Okay. It's really weird to me. I don't know if he just... To him, the Civil War wasn't about that or something? I don't know. Mm. Well, you don't know. He was a military man. He wasn't a, you know, necessarily slave owner or a person that owned, owned a plantation or something like that. Yeah, we so don't know. I don't know exactly what his thoughts were. So um, before all this, though, he married his first wife, Marie, uh, and they had three children. But Marie died during childbirth of... Um, the, with their only daughter that they had, okay. which was in 1860. 
Oh, okay. When he got married to his second wife. So he didn't wait long. He yeah. was like, I got three little kids. I need another lady. Yep. Okay. And I'm about to ship off to war. And <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So exactly. I'm about to start something. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's when he married Caroline. Okay. And, um, and they honeymoon in the house briefly before she passed away. So she didn't really get to live there very long. They honeymooned there. Right. And yeah. I think she she died when she well he was gone at, at I war. Think so, I yeah. think so. I think yeah, so. Yeah. I think so. Um so Pierre, which he never actually went by, remember? Right. Um but it's just easier for me to use to explain who we're actually talking about, so that's why I'm doing okay. it. Only lived in the house for a couple of years. By 1868, he moved with his son and a widowed um older sister to another house at 934 Royal Street, and he lived there until 1875. Okay. So he stayed in the French Quarter, though. Okay. He really liked it there. I mean, the house was just a rental for him, too, right? You had yeah. said. Yeah. Yeah. In 1925, a new owner of the house wanted to tear it down to erect factories. Mm. Local women, I don't know why women, but local women formed the Beauregard Memorial Association to preserve the home, um, though the garden could not be saved. Mm, okay. Um, American author Francis Parkinson um, Kais purchased the house at 113 um, Charter Street and made it her residence. And while living at the house, Kais wrote numerous books, one of which was set in the house and included Beauregard as a character. Madame Kestrel's Lodger, um, the 1962 novel, explored Beauregard's emotional struggles as a twice-widowed Civil War veteran who refused to take the loyalty oath to the Union. Right, but as you said, these are like historical fictional, so we don't know how much of it is. Like, it could be some of it's based on things that she heard or knew, but then it could also be that there's things she just made up, so we don't know. I have no idea. Exactly, yeah. She also wrote a novel called The Chess Players um, based on the chess champion Paul Morphy, uh, who was also the grandson of the original owner of the house, Lee Carpenter. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So Kais began the restoration work on the house as early as 1945, mm. when she hired ar- architect Richard Kosh to begin work. She also worked with a local group called the Garden Society Club to replant the garden to its 1830s through 1860s look mm. and rebuilt the brick wall surrounding it. The um, Orleans Parish Landmark Commission installed a bronze plaque identifying the house's uh, history in 1958. So today, the Beauregard Kai's house is restored to its Victorian style and showcases items from Beauregard's family, as well as Kai's studio and her collection of dolls. <gasps> dolls? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we just... Um, read a really interesting book for book club we did we which did. was like if you're not into dolls you would not be into this book uh, yeah, bob should read this book bob should definitely read this book <laughs> and uh we're gonna be uh doing another book club in a couple months so yeah. if you're interested in reading some scary books and chatting with some ghostly listeners and us um definitely go yeah. into our website and join absolutely um, so, yeah, it has a collection of uh, Kai's dolls and rare porcelain teapots. Ooh, okay. That sounds something like you would like. I would like that, yes. Yeah. Um, Kai's wrote several articles about her doll collection for magazines and books. 
a film, The Story of the Dixie Doll, produced by Laurel uh, W. McGill, um, discusses not only Kai's life and books, but her dolls, hmm. and the house is open for tours. Okay. So that's what I got. I know you have another piece of history for us. I here. do. Yes. I like, and I appreciate that you are letting me chat about this. I know this is the Pat Facts, Rebecca. This is the Pat Facts, and this is a Pat Fact. Okay. Um, this is a big one. So, okay. So I've got a couple sources here that I'm going to kind of jump around, but basically, so like in between, from like, um. Uh, when uh, like between 1943 and 1970 um, after so like or so 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 keys took up residence right and restored mm-hmm. it from 1943 to 1970 and it would be Kai's. oh sorry Kai's. I keep doing that <laughs> right um and uh so but but um it was also but be- be- before she took it over it was the site of a bloody showdown what yes it, it was uh, okay so starting in the 1880s, Sicilians began immigrating to Louisiana in okay. like significant numbers. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. Um, the city's wealthier residents moved to more fashionable neighborhoods upriver. The newcomers settled and be- what had become kind of like a rundown French quarter, mm-hmm. right? Um, I mean, you know, there were a lot of them. Obviously, it wasn't like millions, but it was a lot. Yeah. Um, and so basically... Um, there was a, a society called the Black Hand Society that was a criminal organization rooted in the old country that specialized in um, extortion. Oh. So kind of one of those like, you want protection? You know, kind of people. Okay. You know? Yeah. Like, so basically, just kind of have that in mind, right? The, so All these, right, they the Black Hand in, Society. There's this Black Hand Society. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... There was a a, gr- a family um, from from um, Cecilia or mm-hmm. C- Sicily. There Sicily, you go. Sicily, yeah. <laughs> Talk today. Not from Sicilian. <laughs> Sicilian from. <laughs> there was a Sicilian Sicily. family that came from Sicily. <laughs> yeah. uh, Giacona, Giacona. Oh, that's a nice. And name. they bought the house in 1904, mm-hmm. and they ran a liquor business out oh. of it, even producing their own wine in the basement, which of course. New Orleans doesn't really have basements. It was just kind of like a dank underside of the house. And this is pre-prohibition. This is pre-prohibition. Okay. But I still don't know that it was like a great thing to be making liquor. But right, sure. it wasn't necessarily illegal. But yeah. like, okay. So on the evening of June 16th, 1908, a mm. protection group named mm. the Black Hand came oh. for a visit. Nice. Um, and they I love s- visits. <laughs> These... Four guys sat at the table on the back porch and demanded money from the Giaconas. Um, basically, like, I mean, I've seen this with like, or heard about this with like back in the day with mob stuff in Chicago, right? But it would be like, they'd go to like a, like a, just like a regular business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they would be like, you know, you basically either pay us or we're going to like destroy yourself. They would say something like, you know, hey, it isn't safe around here. Right. And, you know, you might want to get some security. And if not, we're going to. Yeah, uh, we'll be the ones you yeah. need security from, <laughs> exactly, essentially. Yeah. Right. So pay us not to do anything bad to you. Basically. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. That's exactly. So the patriarch of the family, Pietro. 
Pietro. Pietro wow. finally appeared to cave to their extortion, oh, going Pietro. into the house ostensibly to fetch the money. But instead, he returned with a rifle and he, with possibly with the help of his son, Corrado, shot all four members of the Black Hand. Wow. Killing three on the spot. And, and then they started paying him for protection. <laughs> the fourth uh, of them collapsed like a few blocks away. Mm. Um, so basically, this is the craziest part. So in the aftermath of this, the Giaconas were arrested. They they tried them and then they let them go. They didn't. They weren't found not guilty. <laughs> Something about wait wait hold on. They were exonerated. The fourth thug was found oh. collapsed several blocks away. <laughs> what? Pressing a dead chicken to his neck to staunch the bleeding from the shot. What? He was like, oh, use this He's chicken. Like, he needs to find something. He just so no, I don't know. That sentence sounds very New Orleans to yeah. me. I'm pretty sure. Chickens are hard to catch. I saw Rocky trying to catch one once. I mean, maybe this was just laying around. I don't know. A, just a chicken laying there? A dead chicken. Oh, my God. I don't know. This is 1904. Oh, okay. Or eight or whatever. Um, uh, and then this was interesting. I, I like from the foul play. because oh, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this article that I read um, they, uh, is about a two. These guys took a tour. Mm-hmm. And um, Cor, Cor, uh, Corrado's granddaughter, Rosanna Giacona ah, Shepard, um, was a tour guide at the house. Oh, wow. I don't know if she still is, but she was. Um, and she told the story. Wow, that was really cool. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's just, it, it's it. what crazy history. <laughs> this yeah. house has been through a lot. <laughs> it definitely has. Uh, I, I, I didn't even know that you could put a chicken up to your neck to stop bleeding. I, you know, I got to try that. Yeah, I mean, in a pretty gutsy move to be like, yeah, all right, all right, all right. I'll pay you some money. just uh, let me step inside let me just step inside and get the money for you and nothing else i (laughs) promise nothing else no (laughs) (laughs) wow well i wonder if they were able to forget about it then Mm, i don't know (laughs) so we're going to take a break and then we will get to the debate Throughout our time doing Ghostly, we've met a lot of great people. People that don't always fit into our episode schedule. And even when they do, we try to focus on the topic of the episode and we don't really get a chance to get to know them as a person. That's why we came up with the idea of Ghostly X. Ghostly X will come out on the weeks when there is no regular Ghostly episode. And it'll have interviews with amazing people and listener feedback from previous episodes. We also can't wait to talk about the paranormal in the news. We're very proud of this project, and we can't wait to share it with you. Ghostly X is a Patreon exclusive. You can start listening now by going to ghostlypodcast.com and clicking on the Patreon link in the menu bar to become a patron and help support Ghostly by listening to our brand new show.
All right, so we're back and we're ready to get to this debate. Let's do it. Let's talk some ghost stories. All right. All right. So there are, of course, a lot of ghost stories yes. for this house. Um, but uh, I wanted to mention one just off the bat that you will see sometimes mentioned um, of a man who supposedly like went crazy from living in the house. I think it was that Le Carpentiero guy or like his <laughs> son or something. Okay. Um, and basically like ran out into the street waving an axe. Um, and there's some variations to that, but literally every article that talks about it also says that even though they think it's haunted, they don't believe that story because there's no proof of it whatsoever. Oh, interesting. So there's no proof that that per- Actually, I think it's not that guy because they're like, there's not even necessarily even proof that that person lived in the house and okay. no no proof about that happening. But I just wanted to mention it because when you do research, uh, for some reason it gets mentioned, um, okay. but most, most uh, discredit that completely. You know, we haven't done enough ex-murderers. You know, well, we could do... I just heard of one recently, mm. but um, but yeah, we haven't done enough axe murderers. Okay, I well, feel. maybe we can work on that for Halloween. I mean, axe murderers was a big thing for the longest time. Was it? I feel like so, because... I mean, I know the one. I mean, they would always talk about, you know, well, the axe murderers and stuff. I don't know. Maybe it's, it's just, like quicksand, though. Yeah, but I just, I've heard of a lot of them. All right, I just, well, we can think about that. Okay. Okay. I was always afraid of axe murderers as a kid. That could be our Halloween theme. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Ex murderers as a kid was very scary. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. All right. Um, okay. So I'm going to focus on the ones that are the, you know, the ones that people agree on or okay. say they focus on. Okay. So the most popular story is that the ghost of Beauregard and his Civil War soldiers are there. Okay. So people claim that in the middle of the night, you can sometimes see a reenactment of a Civil War battle. There are soldiers with wounds and the sounds of gunshots and cannons. People will also also smell the battle. So maybe they don't see it, but they'll smell it. Um, So, quote, those passing by the house heard the distinct shots of gunfire, heard the unmistakable sounds of groaning and shouting and caught the scent of musket fire as it carried on the breeze. Um, Victor Klein wrote this in his 1993 book, New Orleans Ghosts. Um, and he also said that, quote, men with mangled limbs and blown away faces swirl in a confused dance of death. Horses and mules appear and are slaughtered by grape shot and cannon. The pungent smell of blood and decay permeated the restless atmosphere. Mm. So, um, th- so yes, people, d- different claims. So I think I think both of those quotes I was a little off. What the second one was from that guy. The first one was from um, another source. But, uh, anyways, multiple claims of reenactments of this Civil War battle and Beauregard. Okay, so my problem with this is when he was off fighting the Civil War, he was not living in this house. Okay, nobody. Like he wouldn't have brought his whole, his uh, he wouldn't have brought all the troops to his house that he wasn't living at. Um, I mean, he was renting it, but he wasn't obviously he was in battle. I don't think he was renting it while he was um, in the Civil War, though. No, I think he was. I think there was a little overlap, anyways. Okay, because nineteen sixty and then no, no, no. I but I that was when they honeymooned there. Mm. They didn't move in for a while. Oh, well. 
I think it was like 1864 that they moved in. And I think that's when he was out already. Mm, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Um, oh, that actually, I think that is true. Yeah. So yeah. I'm. Like Caroline never lived there. So no, but they honeymooned there. But they honeymooned so she, there. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm having problems with this, like, because like also when he came back, he didn't like live that life anymore. He advocated for black rights. Mm-hmm. Um, for suffrage and stuff like that. So I would think he would try to get away from the Civil War era in his afterlife. Like, I think he would be ashamed of that or something. Oh, but we can't always control. But also, and I, I'm pretty sure you're going to talk about this <laughs> too, um, the battle wasn't fought there. There were no battles fought there. So how how could there be this? I don't know. It just, right. like no, there's no. too many things that are just like, well, that just doesn't make sense that they would haunt this particular area for like there know. wasn't a civil war battle fought there. So how could there be a re, uh, like a ghostly Yeah, amongst those other things too though. I right. mean, you right. know. Right. There's just not enough ties to the area to me to for him to do that. Yeah. So, I did find a quote about this. Okay. We'll see what we think. Um, this is from Ghost City Tours, and here's what it says. It says, quote, according to Tim Nealon, paranormal mm-hmm. investigator and founder of Ghost City Tours, paranormal attachment can occur when a person's spirit after death mm-hmm. latches onto an object or living person that was by the scene of their own death. It goes without saying that General Beauregard fought in a great number of battles, many of which saw a great number of deaths. He was literally surrounded by it. It's possible that one of Beauregard's possessions brought back with him to the house then became an attachment object for the spirits of a few of the men who died around him during battle. If this theory is correct, it would surely explain most of the hauntings occurring at the Beauregard Kai's house. Okay. So So you're saying like maybe a possession that he had while he was a general. Right. Because of all the deaths that were there. Okay, but when... So he didn't die in this house. He right. didn't. He wasn't living in this house. Right. He lived. But it's in where another he house. lived right after going through all that trauma. Okay. So he brought the possession in. Right. To the house, and then this thing was like, "Oh, I want to stay at the house now." Right. That doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, if the possession is haunted, once the possession leaves the building, then it would go with it, right? <laughs> leaving the building. Sorry. Um, well, no. So the idea would be like maybe he left something behind. You know, like didn't take everything or transfer to something that was at the house. But since he was only a rental, he like (laughs) all of his stuff was taken out. No, no, I'm not. I'm like, there's no like every every avenue I'm trying to go down to explain why this could possibly happen. There's something that blocks it. So, no, I'm going to go zero on this one. All right. All right. Big zero. All right. I'm going I'm going seven. Of course you are. (laughs) It's very it's a very it's like the one that people mention the most. And um, it makes sense to me that like where he was after this trauma, like this stuff stayed. So, okay. Okay. Uh, Number two. Uh, Mm -hmm. So some will say that Beauregard, uh, they see Beauregard with his wife, Caroline. But as they never lived in the house which, together, which, which by the way, doesn't about. doesn't Beauregard sound like some mafia guy or something like that? 
No, it sounds like a like a very fancy English gentleman to me. Or like a cigar. I actually dated a Beauregard once. What? He went by Beau. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> fancy. <laughs> All right, keep going. I'm sorry. Uh, but okay. But as they never lived together in the mm-hmm. house, that is unlikely. That doesn't mean people don't see just him at the house, however. People claim that the author Kai's saw him when she lived there and talked about it. So again, I don't know. There is a woman people see. I don't know that it's Caroline. We'll talk about her later, but this is just saying Beauregard. People so again, there's like the Civil War soldier. Okay. And now this is just him by himself. Okay. Okay. So okay. So Francis Kai's herself once wrote he um herself once wrote that Beauregard's ghost quote pokes around at night looking for his boots <laughs> it seems they buried the poor man in his stocking feet and being a meticulous dresser especially in uniform he cannot rest until he finds them there was another sighting um, was from there uh, this binder remember I mentioned that yeah. in the ghost story so in the 18 sorry 1980s workmen were often in the house um, and they were encouraged to write down paranormal activity they experienced. So this is from July 17th 2010. Mm-hmm. An AT&T technician working in the basement saw a man sitting in a chair watching him. The man smiled and then disappeared moments later. So he doesn't claim that it's Beauregard. Okay. But it's the ghost of a man. All right, so let's start at the beginning with this. Yeah. So the Kai's evidence, Kai's wrote a lot of fiction. Mm. Um, so I, I like, I don't know if she's claiming this for her book's sake. Mm. I don't know what she's claiming it for. Also, no proof that he was <laughs> buried barefoot <laughs> or in his stockings only. Um, no, no proof of that. Okay. Um, okay. So um, the binder <laughs> thing. Is interesting because we had a binder at the Jerome I Grand know, Hotel. This is two episodes in a row. I didn't plan this. But again, somebody wrote in and voted and said that the only reason why people are writing in there is because it is a is a guest book for people that have had paranormal experiences. Right. This is not though. This is only for workmen. This is but not still for guests. With people with paranormal experiences. Yes. So again, they're only writing in it for that particular reason is that, you know, it's like, oh, well, I want to, you know, I want people to read this. So I'm going to. like their names in it. Yeah, I don't believe it. (laughs) I don't believe it at all. I'm not getting famous. Because of the Kai's thing, and that's part of this evidence, I'm going to have to go zero again on this one. Okay. Now I might, for the binder, I might be willing to go. One, so this would be like a 0.5 for me, but we can't do that, so I'm going to go zero. You're rounding down. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. I'm giving it a six. I'm going down a little because I agree. We don't know with Kai's. It could have been something she was writing for a book. We're not yeah. quite sure. Okay. Evidence number three. Another popular sighting that you hear about a lot is actually of a couple of ghost pets. Okay. So there is a cat, Caroline, not the wife. Totally different <laughs> family, everything. Uh, they think it's actually the, uh, this is the one, I'm sorry, that they think is the Le Chandelier or the Le, Le, Le what was, whatever that was, the Chandelier. What was it? The Le Carpenter. Le, Le Carpenter, the Carpenter, but, but he didn't build the house. <laughs> but anyways, uh, there was that family. Um, but there's actually a grave in the garden. So maybe it wasn't them because the garden was later. Um, and so anyways, we don't know who owned the cat, but there is a, a grave in the garden 
um, and Kai's dog Lucky is the other ghost pet um, who died like days after she did. So people claim you can feel the cat brushing against your legs. And an event photographer saw the ghostly dog hanging around the fireplace in the Keys bedroom. A blind woman also reported that her seeing eye dog went ballistic in the same room and that it only ever did that when there was another dog present. Mm. And in the binder that was started in the 80s, um, this was uh, the dog entry, October 1986, quote, ghost dog in Mrs. K's bedroom. Is it lucky? Question mark. Okay. Well, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to start this one with the cat. Okay, start with the cat, yeah. If the cat didn't belong to Kai's. No, we don't know who it belonged to for sure. Okay, then the cat wasn't there because the garden was completely um, decimated and any remains would have been any, well, first of all, if you bury something in New Orleans, when there's floods, Mm. it's not going to stay buried. Well, maybe that's why it's haunting people. But I'm just going to say that... They were able to save the house, but not the gardens. Right. So the gardens were totally eradicated at that time. Mm-hmm. So I do not believe that there could have been a cat. I know there's like, you. I saw a picture of it. I have a picture of it. And it says like, you know, our beloved cat, Caroline or something. So maybe it was something since then. I don't know. Maybe it was after. Maybe. Kai's. Yeah. But, um, and the ghostly dog hanging around the fireplace. Um, I would say that it's, it's a poorly lit um, building. I've seen pictures inside um, with a fireplace. I could easily see that someone might turn their head and ex- you know, like think that they see something there, but they don't actually see something there. Like the, like there's not actually anything there, but your eyes are playing tricks on you. What about the seeing eye dog that went crazy? Think that, that it's something it only did when there'd be another dog, but they didn't see another dog. Maybe there was another dog outside the house. I don't know. I don't know. So I'm going to go one on this one. Okay. Because there's nothing too, like, I mean, the Kai's thing, I, like, I don't know about the Caroline, but the dog thing seems semi-plausible, although I don't think this is enough evidence to say that this is actually anything. Okay. Um, like, do we know who the person was that saw that? Do we know who the... um who the dog was that saw the dog or whatever, you know, like, like there's a lot of things we don't know Mm. and we can't question. And so, but I'm going to go one on this one because I don't know. I can't argue it that much. All right. I'm going to go eight. (laughs) This is like my most, like seriously, all the ghost pet stuff. It just seems like, yeah, these animals are there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Number four, number four, another claim People um, is that people hear a party going on in the ballroom where they hear a piano and see the woman in white. Remember, I mentioned that in the story. So some claim the woman is Beauregard's wife, Caroline. But again, a lot dismissed that because she never actually lived in the house. But like you said, she did visit it. So I don't know. Most of the work people's entries that I've been talking about are actually related to these sightings. Mm. So here we go. May 21st, 2004, a man came to water the plants in the courtyard when he saw, quote, a lady in white pass through the courtyard and disappear beneath the steps. Tour guides also reported seeing the woman in white on other occasions. February 18th, 1991, 
an employee felt someone brush past in the hallway between the two bedrooms and turned in time to see a lady's dress disappear into the ballroom. uh, August 25th, 1995, footsteps and heavy dragging sounds were heard in the ballroom, but nothing was seen. December 1992, several visitors heard faint but lively party music coming from the front of the house. Uh, July 8th, 1992, an employee looked out, looking out the kitchen door, saw the upper torso of a lady in white walk from the corner and down the stairs. All right. There's a lot of stuff to unpack here. Um, And here's the one thing that I found, um, one common denominator in each one of these things. Okay. It's very vague. Mm-hmm. It gives dates, mm-hmm. which is great. I like to have dates. Um, but it also isn't telling me who these people are. Like, I can't question them. I can't find out more information about it. Like, in 2004, um, when they um, when the man came to water the plants in the courtyard, well, I want to know where in the courtyard this happened because maybe there's something that could look like a lady in white if you're standing in a certain spot or doing something. And I can't tell that because I have no idea who this person is or where this was exactly seen. Um, employee felt someone brush past in the hallway. I never really, I don't know. I never really give that much credit. Cause I mean, I feel a lot of things, uh, and they're not actually people and stuff. Um, what if it's the dog? What if it's the ghost dog? Well, I feel <laughs> like it's up higher, but yes. Yeah. Um, turned in time to see the lady's dress disappear into the ballroom. Well, that could be something, uh, you know, like a, like a, um, uh, like especially when you just turn and face something, it's like, like you can see shadows and stuff like that. I'm sure. If the right lighting is there, it could be the opposite of a shadow, like a white thing or something. You might see a flash. Uh, so, I mean, these it's just very vague in that I there's not enough to go on to be able to debate this stuff because it's not actually a, like people or anything that we can research. I want to, uh, I'm sure listeners would as well, um, hear you interrogate. One of these people that has get a sighting. Get him. I just want to, you know what? I wouldn't interrogate him because no, I want to know. You'd be super nice. You'd be, I want to know. You would ask a lot of questions. I would ask a lot of questions. Yeah. And that's how we find like information. It's like we are just hearing the what what they concluded at the end. But there could be a lot of different veritables in here that could make me say, well, that's electricity. Well, that's this. Well, that's that. This is saying nothing to me as far as that goes. So I'm going to have to give it a two, but I'm really reluctant to because there's there's evidence there, it seems, but there's just not anything supporting this evidence. Well, two is pretty high for you, though. Well, it's a reluctant two. Reluctant two. It's like I'm actually mad that I have to give this a two I, because I, understand. I don't have anything I can go by on this I understand. one. I understand. Yeah. I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. For this one, because there's a lot of evidence there. All right, so just one last one. Okay. Uh, short one. The uh, there are also guns. So there's the Civil War battle stuff that's up. Yeah. In the uh, front of the house part, um, but there is also supposedly gunshots from the Giacona killings mm-hmm. that are heard and a cold spot felt. Okay. In the back. Okay. But I do wonder 
to be honest, how people tell these apart from the Civil War. So it could be that these are the same haunting or they're two separate ones. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's it's kind of too much. I mean, how are they differentiating a musket from... Uh, actually, no, this would have been at the same time that they had... This would well, this no, was 1908. 19, 1908. So they had a little bit better weapons. Yeah. Then, but, it, you know, I don't know. This is... there. This, like, evidence that you're saying is that... There are some things that happen, People but that's it. People feel a cold spot and they hear gunshots. Microclimate. <laughs> so no, what's your rating for this um, New Orleans is very interesting because it's very, very hot. And mm. if you do find a, like a piece of shade or something like that, it could drop. The temperature can drop dramatically in like a second because it is hot and humid because of the... Um, mm-hmm. Because, yeah, just because of the location of it and the humidity level in there. So if you are sweating Mm -hmm. and then you suddenly go into like a shaded area, Mm -hmm. even for a brief second, you might feel a chill because you are, you're, the sweat is Mm -hmm. water and yeah, anyways. Okay. No, that's, that's, that's interesting. I'm going to go zero on this one. Zero. Okay. There's there's nothing to this one. I'm going to give it a five because again, I feel like, eh, I'm not sure. (laughs) <laughs> all right so what is your overall rating for the whole house <sighs> reluctant one Ooh, reluctant one all right yeah, the only reason why is because i have to come up with something based upon the evidence that you present yeah. but i just feel like i'm disappointed in that <laughs> evidence because there's no there's nothing substantial about it enough. okay okay yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it a seven. I'm going to give okay. it a seven. I had a couple reluctant. eights. It is a little bit reluctant. I'd like to give it an eight, but I really can't because there were a few that were a uh, piece of evidence that were a little bit lower, so I can't quite go that high. All right, so. so that brings us to the closing arguments. This is our last chance to convince you to vote our way. We are each given one minute of uninterrupted time. Rebecca is going to time us both Yes. on, on her cell phone. Yes. Um, so we need you to be honest this time. Totally honest always. No, that's not true. You're not totally honest all the time. And now you're lying about being honest. I'm not. <laughs> I go first, right? You go first, yes. Okay. And go. Okay, here's the thing. I feel like this place is haunted. There's a lot of stories and there's some specific ones that have been written down. Um, and it just feels like, like over the years. So, um, I mean, it's... It's one of those places that um, you do have to dig a little bit to find the ghost stories. But once you do, it's just like, bam, there's so many of them. Um, I, I mean, ghost pets, ghost pets. We, oh, man. The, I mean, I feel horrible for her dog, Lucky. Like, he passed like just a few days after she did out of heartbreak. And it doesn't surprise me at all that he'd still be there. Um, and then, you know, like there's parties or the civil war and it could be that they're, it's, they're combined somehow, but just all this energy in this house, um, you know, there's spirits there that, that have gotten transferred there or are there. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, man, this place is haunted. Definitely. All right. All right. I'm done. You had some time there. It looked like. I had like one second. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. And go. To me, there's not enough evidence to say that this place is haunted. To say Beauregard in itself uh, is there, uh, I don't think that's true. He didn't live there long enough. He 
Uh, this wasn't like his favorite place to live. He he just liked being in the French quarters. He moved to another spot in the French quarters. He he didn't, you know, it wasn't like he never went back to that area and he died someplace else and he was happy. Um, so I, you know, I, and he made up for the sins of his past. You know, I don't understand why we would make a thing about this. Also, you know, the parties and stuff like that. Have you guys been to New Orleans? It's a constant party. Every place is a party. No, 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 no. Wow. You That's know? it. Yeah. That's it. It's no, 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 no. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. All right. So I want to thank everyone so much for listening. Please share us with your friends and your family, as word of mouth is our best form of advertisement. Remember to hit that subscribe button if you haven't subscribed yet. Yeah, and go vote. Yeah, and uh, you can go vote at ghostlypodcast.com slash polls or just go to Ghostly Podcast and click on polls in the menu bar. Bam, you're taken right there. It's easy. It'll take you less than a minute. You got it. Um, So we do have some VIP, what I would consider producers. of um, patron producers. Yeah, of uh, Ghostly. They help us. We tell them our episodes. They give us episode suggestions, Mm -hmm. and we have taken them into account. Um, The first one is Alice. Alicia, um, Austin, Becky, Candy, Carrie, Cindy. Uh, oh, we have our new one. Emily, Emily, Aaron, Ernie, Hope, Jessica, Kevin, Kim, Nicole, Ta, and Shayla. All right. So, on the next episode of Ghostly, we'll be talking about the Eloise Asylum. Yeah, in Austin, Texas. So We're going back we- to Texas. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Lots of stuff in Texas. It's yeah. hard to I mean, we could just do every episode in Texas, but we try to try to not do that. We try yeah. to go different places, but we're going back. But I'm really excited um because it's just good to be back and doing this again. It, it feels like we were gone for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And uh it's just good to get back into the routine. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot planned for Ghostly X, which is our Patreon show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went on a tour of a place called um, called the Roundhouse, mm-hmm. and um, our favorite tour guide Tony mm-hmm. led the tour, and it was wonderful. And we would like to talk about it yeah. and talk about all that we saw there. And also on March twenty fifth, we are going to be going to a prison, a haunted prison. Well. I mean, wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't you say that they all are haunted? Uh, well, we're going on a paranormal investigation. Yes. With Graveside Paranormal. Mm-hmm. And also uh, our friend Danny is going to come yeah. there with us. And uh, we're really excited to be able to uh, do this because uh, I know Bob's been there a couple of times. Bob mm-hmm. is kind of hooking us up with this tour. Yes. So thank you, Bob, for all that you've done for Ghostly in the past and all that you will do in the future. <laughs> and... um. For being afraid of dolls and the Fae. <laughs> no, it's going to be fun, and uh, and we'll definitely be sharing some stuff from that. And you'll we'll um, uh, definitely join Ghostly X though too if you haven't to to make sure you don't miss anything. And and or also join us on Facebook and Ghostly Society. Yeah, um, th- that's a great place where listeners share stories, memes, all sorts of fun stuff. Um, and yeah. uh, and we we uh, are always kind of chatting and liking things on there so um some come find us on facebook and you'll get to know us better and we'll get to know you better it's really a great place uh we've we've made a lot of friends there absolutely until next time stay ghostly bye